What's up, everybody? Sunday, August 14th. It's around 5.30. I just enjoyed a unbelievable day at Sandy Point Beach here in Newport, Rhode Island. My name is Billy Ray Mitchell, and this is the Sons of Saturday podcast. And you may notice, new logo, title, talking to Bill Roth. Who's Giovanni Heater? Well, I'm about to fill you in on all of that. Just give me one second here to first tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy, located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia. Anything that you need from prescription medication, game day pins, which are going to be coming up really soon, or anything you need around the house, cleaning products, self-care, anything, Main Street Pharmacy has you covered. So this is the Hokey Heat podcast. Giovanni Heater, if you remember, came on the podcast about a year or so ago, uh, to talk about the growth of the sports journalism program. He is from Cicero, New York, and upon glowing, glowing recommendations from everybody, he is going to be covering all aspects of Virginia Tech, whether it be headlines, student life, or Blacksburg news. It is going to give you a student's perspective on everything going on in Blacksburg and around Virginia Tech. So we're really, really, really excited about this. Episode one features Bill Roth, the voice of Virginia Tech. He is going to be walking through his five favorite moments in the booth. Another part of this we're really excited about is this is the first installment of the video content that we are going to give you regarding our podcast. So uh, this podcast is available for consumption with video, which means you can watch all of the highlights that Gio and Bill will be talking. And you can see their wonderful faces as they talk about some of these memories over the course of Virginia Tech. You are going to be able to access that content on the Sons of Saturday podcast YouTube account. Go ahead and subscribe and check us out. Or you can find the article write-up, which will have that video embedded on it, over at sonsofsaturday.com. But again, Giovanni Heater from Cicero, New York, a member of the 3304 program over at Virginia Tech. So we're really glad to get him on the team. Speaking of things going on over at sonsofsaturday.com, Dominic Boltz, another tech student who just joined the team, wrote an article about the Hokies in the preseason, specifically about what's going on in the Big Apple. Dwayne Brown just signed with the Jets. Tyrod Taylor had a great first game with the New York Giants, so we talked about that. And also, we have Coach Mike Young coming on the podcast later this week. Really excited to catch up with him, so please, please shoot us any questions that you may have for Coach Young, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter, and we'll make sure to get those over to him. Last note before I hand it over to Gio and Bill Roth, I wanted to go ahead and talk to you a little bit about Roback. They put out their lunch pail polo, came out today. It is a Virginia Tech-themed polo, sold out in one day. So shout out to everybody who went ahead and got theirs. But if you're unfamiliar, there's only one way to describe Roback, and it is best fit, best feel. Roback performance polos are hands down the best polos out there. Not only do they have the coolest designs, but they are breathable and moisture-wicking. Nothing beats a Saturday in a Roback polo. Second, Roback's performance hoodies are the most comfortable hoodies out there. Lightweight, but also so soft that we can't take them off. There's no better way to start your day than by throwing on a Roback hoodie. Third, Roback's performance Q-zips are the definition of versatile. Wear them to the office, gym, or take them to the links. These quarter zips are next level. So, use code SUNSVT on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and t-shirts with code 
S-O-N-S-V-T. That's all caps. That's all that I have for you. We have an exciting week of content coming up. I'm going to go ahead and for the first time, hand it over to Giovanni Heater with Hokie Heat featuring special guest, Bill Roth. What is going on, Hokie Nation? Thanks so much for being with us today on Sons of Saturday. Hi, everybody. I'm Giovanni Heater, joined alongside the legendary longtime voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Bill Roth. Bill, how you doing? I know it's probably the busiest time of year for you. Fall camp is in full swing. Football season's right around the corner, and you're back with Virginia Tech. I'm so excited to start the Brent Pry era at Virginia Tech down in Norfolk in a few weeks. They have been so dedicated to recruiting and to building this team. And now that camp is open, it's going to be an exciting time to see how this team prepares over the next few weeks, getting set for the opener of Old Dominion. And yeah, I'm delighted to be back. It's going to be a lot of fun to be back with our radio crew and uh, talking to the Hokie Nation every week. Well, you're back with Virginia Tech after a huge stint before that. And very long history for you with the Hokies. So let's go through some of your most dramatic, some of your most intense, and some of your best moments on the microphone for the Virginia Tech Hokies. Let's start out with number five on our list, one that everybody knows and loves. Give it to me, Roscoe. Let's hit it. Here's an end around to Roscoe Parrish. Hokies have this one red well. Parrish cuts it back inside and loses the ball. Taken right away from five. D'Angelo Hall. He's running down the sidelines. D'Angelo Hall into the end zone. Touchdown, Tech. It was an end around to Roscoe Parrish. And D'Angelo Hall took it right out of his hands. He said, give it to me, Roscoe. Give it to me. And down the sidelines, Hall went. Touchdown, Tech. All right, Bill, so D'Angelo Hall pulls it away from Miami tailback Roscoe Parrish and takes it to the house. It was the first score of the day for Virginia Tech in a huge game against the Hurricanes. What was Lane Stadium like? Talk about that atmosphere as the Hokies went up over the Miami Hurricanes. I don't know that Lane has ever been louder for a three-hour window than it was that night. And the Hokies actually had two defensive touchdowns in that game. The first one was Hall stripping Parrish on that end around early in the second quarter. And then later, later Miami had a really good team. You know, they had won, what, 39 games in a row, regular season games in a row. This was Miami when they were Miami. The U. And uh, that was a huge win. Uh, Coles Colas pressured their quarterback, Brock Berlin, chased him over towards the east sideline. He threw on the run, and Eric Green jumped the route and ran it back for a touchdown. So the Hokies had – Two defensive touchdowns in that game and a a big win over Miami. All right, we move on to number four. Everyone knows this one as well. It's the miracle in Morgantown. This is how it sounded. There's the snap. Ball down. Shane swings the leg through. This kick is in the air. It is gone. It is gone. Shane Graham wins it for Virginia Tech. Michael Vick makes a miracle happen in Morgantown. And Shane Graham kicks it. All right, Bill, back in 1999, Shane Graham put it through the uprights after Michael Vick put the Hokies in field goal position to take down the West Virginia Mountaineers, taking home the Black Diamond Trophy back to Blacksburg. What was a very hostile Morgantown like on that night back in 1999? Well, more than the Black Diamond Trophy, that was Tech's national championship hopes. Uh, If the Hokies don't win that game, they're out. And earlier that day, about an hour before that, Penn State had lost at home 
to Minnesota on a late field goal. And so the Hokies knew if they won that game in Morgantown, they would move up in the BCS standings and they were going to be favored in their, in their games the rest of the way. And so you felt like, my goodness, we got a shot to play for a national championship. So that's why that game was so important uh, at the time. It kept Tech's undefeated season alive in week eight. It wasn't a great WVU team. In fact, it really wasn't that good of a game. It, it was not a well-played game, but it had an incredible ending with high drama and a last-second kick. Uh, Vic was at his very, very best. He had a scoot down the right sideline right in front of Tech's bench that set us up for uh, a field goal attempt for the best kicker that Tech's ever had in Shane Graham. And, uh, Gio, he nailed it right down the middle. <laughs> All right, so for number three on our list, we move one year later to the year 2000. This is probably my favorite call on the list as far as its significance. It's the Handem the Heisman when Michael Vick had an incredible run on the road against Boston College. This is what it sounded like back in 2000. Here they come again on third down. Vic back to throw. In trouble. Running. Gets to the 20. 25. 30. There he goes, folks. Across the 40. Down the left sidelines. Vic in open field. Cuts back right to the 20. It's unbelievable. The 15 stops. Jukes. Dives. Spinning. End zone. Touchdown. Tech. Oh, my goodness. 82-yard run. It's the most unbelievable play you've ever seen. You've ever seen. Hand him the Heisman. Give it to him right now. I mean, come on. Michael Vick is just an incredible athlete, especially at that time. He was truly one of a kind, something that the sport of college football had never seen before. Bill, what compelled you in that moment to declare Michael Vick a true Heisman Trophy candidate in that special moment? Well, I felt that he was the best player in college football, and I think a lot of people felt that. Unfortunately, the Hokies weren't the best team in college football. They were really good, but they weren't the best team. And now times have changed, right? You, you can win the Heisman Trophy uh, without winning the national championship for your team, uh, although it helps, right? It helps if you're the best player on the best team. Uh, but back then, there was there – was, even as a freshman the year before, there was like, well, we can't have a freshman win the Heisman. And I thought Mike was the best player. Not only – I mean, he kind of transcended the position and he changed – quarterback rooms for a lot of people, uh, giving opportunities to different types of people to play that position. Uh, but it's okay if the best player in college football is a freshman or a sophomore. And the Hokies had that for two years. Um, he was an electric player, but he made plays like that. And, and uh, Boston College was really good on defense. And that was a tough place to play uh, 22 years ago, uh, Alumni Stadium. And that was an, an amazing run by Mike. Yeah, Boston College known for great running backs and great linebackers. Man, what I would do to go back and watch Michael Vick play live in action. The highlights, they do it justice, but it just doesn't have the same feel as seeing it back in 2000. Well, we go a little bit more modern for number two on our list. And clocking in at number two, everyone knows this one. This might be the call people think of when they think of Bill Roth and Virginia Tech football. Tyrod did it, Mikey. Tyrod did it. Let's hear it. Yard line. Taylor rolling to his left. He stops. He looks back to the right side. Still looking. Tyrod waiting. Tyrod scrambling. Back at the 20. Fires end zone. It is caught for the touchdown by Roberts. It's a miracle in Blacksburg. Tyrod did it, Mikey. Tyrod did it. They went the whole way 
Hokies took down Nebraska back in 2009. Bill, this was a play that was set up by a long bomb down the field that was cut short at the three-yard line. Tyrod running, he's scrambling, and he delivers a strike to Dyrell Roberts in the back of the end zone. Hokies win it big. That was a rockinest moment in Lane Stadium. Dominican Sue is giving chase. I mean, it's a loaded Nebraska team that's highly ranked and a big moment in recent history for Virginia Tech. So the year before, the Hokies played at Nebraska and ran all over them, put up big offensive numbers against a really good defense. Nebraska didn't have great records either of those two years, but they had really, really elite defenses with Paul at safety and Sue at tackle. And Kalini had them really playing well defense. They just couldn't score enough points to, to consistently win. But that was a big, big revenge game for the Huskers. And their defense played great at Lane Stadium. In fact, before that drive, the Hokies had less than 150 yards of offense for the game. And, we, and they have to go 90 yards. And Tattling Tech had a first down in the second half. I mean, it looked bleak. And Taylor, much like Vic did in Morgantown back in – uh, 1999, uh, Tyrod made the best plays late in the fourth quarter. And that's what was great about that. Uh, and, and the game winner to Roberts was just uh, a ridiculous play. And Tyrell kept running in the back of the end zone, and Tyrod kept scrambling around. And uh, it, was a, it was a very special day. And I think that you – Talking to Mike like that and, and kind of coming together just showed how your chemistry had built over the last, you know, 20 plus years of calling Virginia Tech football together. So what was that moment like to share it with your good friend to your right in the broadcast booth? You nailed it. Uh, so many of our great moments uh, in, in tech history, you probably remember who you went to the game with, right? I went with my dad, I was with my mom, I was with my sorority sister and my fraternity brother. You remember who was sitting next to you, right, for those great moments? Even if it's not a Tech game, maybe you went to an Orioles game or a Yankees game, right? You, you saw something historic where you always remember who you were with when it happened. Well, every great moment that Mike and I have experienced, for the most part, we experienced together. And, and so that's what's been cool. The highs and the lows, right? I mean, He's been right there next to me for, for decades, going back to 1988. So that was a real thrill because I know how much I know how much that play meant to Coach Beamer and to our fans and to and to Roberts and to Taylor and the, and that whole team. It shows that uh, you even even if, if and Dominic and Sue, who by the way is a, is and was a, an elite player, and, and and Tech had a hard time blocking those dudes for most of the game, but but. It's never over, right, till, till there's all zeros on the clock. And, and Taylor made a couple of great plays. Long pa pass to Danny Cole, I think probably underrated, is one of the biggest plays in, in Tech history. Had he scored, we'd be talking about that play. Right. However, had he scored, Nebraska then gets more time to come down, and their kicker made five field goals that day. They had a really good kicker. Um. So by the fact that Danny got knocked out at the three, Hokies were able to use more time at the end of the game. And so when Nebraska did get the ball back, it didn't have time to come down. You know, Hokies were only up by one point. A, a field goal would have won it. I don't think we would have wanted to see that kicker try one more kick away. <laughs> so uh, the fact that Danny got knocked out at the three made uh, Roberts and Taylor 
uh, heroes for life for the Hokie Nation. No doubt about that. Tyrod Taylor's still kicking with the New York Giants, so great to see Hokie alum in the NFL, and I don't think anybody has a doubt in their mind. They can't wait to see you and Burnup back together again in the booth. So let's go ahead and move to number one on our list. Jim Druckenmiller to Jermaine Holmes in 1995 on the road at Scott Stadium to take down the Virginia Cavaliers in the Commonwealth Clash. Bill, take us back to that historic moment. Fake short, firing it deep into the end zone. It is caught. It is caught for a touchdown by Jermaine Holmes with 47 seconds left. Jim Druckenmiller has engineered the greatest comeback I've ever seen. Well, it was huge. It was, I think, an impactful win in more ways than people probably remember. It wasn't just because it was UVA and on the road. And it wasn't just that it was in the last minute of a game where, where Virginia Tech fans stormed the field on the road and Virginia Tech fans try to tear the goalposts down at a road stadium. Things you don't see anymore, for the most part, in college football. But, but the fact that it was UVA obviously is huge. However, Tech had won the Big East, but back then, the Big East champ did not get the automatic bid to the BCS, in this case, the Sugar Bowl. So the Hokies had won the Big East, but they had to beat Virginia to get the Sugar Bowl bid. And that was huge because back then, whoever won the Big East, you kept all the money. I think it was $5 million Tech got, which is a fraction of what you get now for playing in those games, but... The Big East champ, if you don't go to the bowl, the league and the teams don't get the money. Uh, now it's all split evenly. So he was really big. Uh, and, and Jermaine, you know, if you watch it closely, he catches it with his elbows. He, he doesn't really catch it with his hands. He kind of squeezes the ball in. Uh, and Hokies win that game. It ended on a pick six by Antonio Banks a couple plays later. Uh, if the Hokies don't win that game in 95, they don't go to the Sugar Bowl and win the Sugar Bowl over Texas. If they don't go to the Sugar Bowl and beat Texas, I'm not sure they get the FedEx Orange Bowl bid the next year. Right. Remember, this is when Michael Vick is in high school, right? Mike's graduating in the spring of 98. So the fact that Virginia Tech is winning Sugar Bowls and Orange Bowl appearances, 95, 96, you know, Tech advanced to a different level back then. Hokies had played in the Gator Bowl in 94, but but the 95 Sugar Bowl was Tech's first major bowl game, one of the big four bowls, right? The Rose, the Sugar, uh, Fiesta and Orange. And so it was our first time ever having a chance, and we had to beat Virginia. So that's why that play was so big. And uh, I don't know that there has ever been a more significant play, any more singular play, because if, if Tech doesn't make that play, what happens in the next couple of weeks after it would have never happened. And they would have never had the opportunity to beat Texas. And that was at a time, too, when that was Virginia Tech really starting to separate itself from UVA. Because in the 80s and the early 90s, UVA was a really predominant uh, football program. And in some ways, more than others, kind of dominated recruiting in the state of Virginia over Virginia Tech. So that was also huge for the Hokies. The player, so if you watch it very closely, Virginia's cornerback on the play is a, a young man by the name of Percy Ellsworth. And the Hokies really recruited 
Percy Ellsworth hard to, to come to Tech as a basketball player. Wow. I remember very vividly sitting in uh, Coach Hussey's. Bobby Hussey was Tech's basketball coach. And, and we went over to his house. Percy was on his official visit. And he's sitting on uh, Coach Hussey's couch. Tech's recruiting him for basketball. And Bobby's like, you've got to come. You've got to come. And, and he's talking to me, and he goes, Roth, Percy Ellsworth will make a play in Virginia Tech history that you'll be talking about forever. Wow. Bobby's thinking he's making a basketball play. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it ends up Percy Percy was the defensive back, and so when Druckenmiller does that pump fake, that's Percy that bites on it. But, wow. you know, it wasn't that uncommon back then where – Everybody on both teams had made an official visit to the other school. Right. And we may get back to that now in, in this new era. Both schools are focusing more in state. But back then, you kind of knew who everybody was, all 22, right? Because, especially on the in-state kids. And Percy was a great dude, man. He was a good, really, really good player. Nice guy. He had a fit well in a tech as well. But I thought that that's an interesting note on the on the catch that Holmes made. I bet that's something that a lot of Hokies fans out there did not know. Well, Bill, it seems our time has come to an end. Before I let you go, one last question for you. We have a top five list. There's many more epic calls in your career than just this as well. But you're back with the Virginia Tech Hokies. What brought you back to Virginia Tech? And on top of that, how excited are you for more moments like this to come? Well, to get to work with students like you in our SMA program is what I'm most excited about and a chance to uh, spread the word about our comm program at tech. We've hired an additional professor of practice now uh, who, who's a great addition for us. Over half the school, over half the students in the comm school are SMA students now. And so uh, we've got a great responsibility to our students, uh, 250 of you. So that's exciting. And I think we're going to be able to get them involved, all of our students, involved in more internships and, and maybe more of the things that we do in our in our tech broadcasts starting this fall, but clearly moving ahead. So I'm excited that we can bring everything together and, and work really hard and do things like this with really passionate kids like you. Absolutely. Well, again, Bill, I can't thank you enough for coming on today with Sons of Saturday. Can't thank you enough for all you've done for me and can't wait to see you back in the booth this fall for Virginia Tech football. Thanks, Gio. All right, he's Bill Roth. I'm Giovanni Heater. This has been 5 in 5 on the Sons of Saturday. Take care, everyone. <laughs>